Patriot fans of the world, what is up? It is Davey Yo here. This is episode nine of the You Got Served podcast. How long has it been, guys? Two months? Uh, Two months. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. This, you, this is comeback season here. We're doing a You Got Served episode. I just did a slightly biased episode. Comeback season. Come back on the Patriots. That's it. The NFL is back. The Patriots are back. And You Got Served is back. And we're making the haters cry, just like always. We got a gang of three today, as you just heard. We got, as always, my right-hand man, Tom, a.k.a. BBC in memoriam. What's up, Tom? How's everybody doing today? Hopefully everybody's staying safe and, uh, you know, had a great summer as we go into the fall season. Right on. And, of course, we've got the one and only, he's the host of the Slightly Biased podcast, co-founder of the Blue Collar Media Group, it's the General Steve Reisner. What's up, General? Uh, what's going on, everybody? Uh, can't believe we're doing Like I said, comeback season here. Coming back it. strong. We're coming back strong. And before we start, I want to quickly go around the horn. So we're gonna, this is a warm-up round here. We had week one last week, first game of the post-Brady era. I posted a stat on this, and it was – the last time the Patriots had an opening day without Tom Brady on the team, it was 7,667 days ago. It was, it was September 12th, 1999. That's the last time Tom Brady was not a part of this team on opening day. But we got the W. We beat, we beat Miami in a key divisional matchup. Always tough. And say what you want about Miami, but they finished the season strong last year. And Fitzmagic always gives us a hard time. Harvard boy or wherever. Did he go to Harvard? He did. Yeah, he went to Harvard, yeah. Yeah. It was that Ivy League education that we can't deal with somehow. But we got him. It takes Ivy League education to pick apart Bill Belichick. uh, Clearly. Well, fun fun fact, I had um, years ago, I had uh, surgery done on my back. And the Mm -hmm. surgeon that that gave me the surgery, um, his – um, daughter is married to Fitzpatrick. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yep. Yep. So, well, listen, let's go quickly around the horn because I want to get first impressions on Cam Newton, first impression on the Patriots overall week one. So go ahead, Tom. What's your hot take on week one with the Patriots and Cam Newton? Thought they looked pretty good, you know, coming out of the gate. Um, you know, I, I, I think Cam had a pretty – pretty good game I do want to see him start throwing the ball you know Mm -hmm. I want to see you know I don't think that the offense that we used on uh, Sunday is going to be sustainable for 16 is it 17 weeks now Um, regular season but um, in any event you know I I think that they look pretty good you know it's all about winning football games and they won so um, you know I'm just hoping that they improve as we keep going and, and Sunday will be a big test for them Tomorrow against the Seahawks, that's going to be a, a huge test for them. And, uh, you know, if they can come out and win this game tomorrow, ooh, they're going to be looking good. They can make a road trip to the West Coast and get out of there with a win. That's going to be huge. General, what would you think of Newton and the Patriots? Uh, I, I liked it. I 
I watched the All-22 a couple times. I watched the replay of the game a few times. I watched the game live. I, I might have a problem. But I, I, yeah, I, right? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's even a fraction of what we're going to see uh, with this offense this year. Well, one of the first things with that offense, you got to establish that the guy can run the ball. And they went out and did that. There was no reason to throw the ball. Uh, McDaniel's will. Yep, go ahead. I, I think we are. I think we can beat Seattle tomorrow. I, I watched Seattle's all twenty-two a couple times. Uh, Seattle's not all that. They're certainly not the Seattle of six years ago with the LOB. They're not the LOB anymore. I no, when I watch this uh, game, I I have to tell you, and you're right, Tom. He didn't throw the ball that much. They kept it kind of plain vanilla. And McDaniels, exactly right. McDaniels will do that to you. If he runs it up the middle and you can't stop it, he'll run it up the middle eight times in a row until you stop it. So there, was, there were a lot of plays there where they were running the RPO or Newton was, was just keeping it on a bootleg. And that one play where he ran it 11 yards to the pylon and scored, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm watching great. this game. I'm just going – When's the last time that we watched the quarterback of ours do that? I, <laughs> how many yeah, years well, has he, that been? I, you he know, I clocked at 19 miles per hour yeah, on the 11-yard run. That's really fast for an 11-yard run. It is fast. The guy's got quarterback. He's got wheels, and he's tough, and he can throw. He's got a good arm. So, look, there was there was a couple of times there when he missed on little things, and Romo would say. I swear to God, Romo must be tapped into their headsets or something because Romo knows every play that's coming. And he goes, yeah, on that play, they're pulling the guard. And there was a rusher opposite the guard. So Newton was supposed to switch out of that play and change to a different play because otherwise you got a free rusher. And you remember Newton didn't switch out of it and he took a sack? Mm, yeah, I remember There that. were yeah. little things like that, but I'm – you get frustrated, but then at the same point, you say to yourself, look, this guy's been here, what, eight weeks? He, he's been here a month and a half, two months. He's learning this complicated offense, no preseason, all new teammates. I think it's all, it's all going to be upside from here on out. So I thought it was pretty exciting, and I love watching a quarterback run with it. Really do. Yeah, and, and you know, I think they're catching a break tomorrow without the crowd. I mean, that's the strength of Seattle. Uh, having to play man. in that stadium with a 12 man. So not having to deal with that is going to be um, huge. That'll help. The West Coast road trip probably didn't help, but these guys are – it's the second week of the season and you're traveling out west. It can't be that bad. I'm wondering about the air quality too. I don't know how bad the air is in Seattle with all those wildfires, but I wonder if that's going to play into it as well. So anyway, we will see what happens tomorrow. But our format here is the same as it always is. We got two rounds. Round one, line them up. Round two, knock them down. Each week we have a different topic. In the first round, we'll make a list of every possible argument that a hater could make about that topic. And in the second round, we'll blow the hot takes up. Today's episode is Gronk versus everybody. Rob Gronkowski versus the world. So we're going to change it up a little bit for round one. We're not going to do a hot take. We're just going to name a tight end. Whoever you want to put up against Gronk, 
we'll go around the horn, get a full list, and then round two, we'll look at each one and see who comes out on top. And at the very end, we'll take a vote, see who we think the GOAT tight end is. I have some new stats I created just for this occasion, which I'm excited about because now we can use them for other receivers, not just tight ends. So I'm pretty excited. So without any further ado, let's just go right around the horn, and we'll start with Tom. Tom, who do you want to put up against Gronk? Oh, this one was uh, – this is an easy one, but the first one is Tony Gonzalez. Gonzo. Yeah, this guy is a total beast, two-sport athlete at Cal, if you guys remember. Made the Sweet 16 as a part of the Cal basketball team. And played football in Cal. You know who he played under at Cal? Let's see if you guys know this one. What coach? Oh. Any guesses? I don't know off the top of my head. Mariucci. Oh, wow. Yeah, played under Coach Mooch. So this guy is, I mean, Gonzo is just a total beast. 15,000 receiving yards. It's a record for a tight end, most ever. By far, not even close. He's got the most yards and he's got the most receptions for a tight end. So this guy is just a total and complete beast. And I was reading up on him and he just, when he was a two-sport athlete at Cal, he, I don't know what he meant by this, but he said, I didn't know whether I was going to play basketball or football, but then the decision was made for me. So not quite sure what he means unless he felt like he wasn't good enough to make the NBA, but he was a, his stats weren't as good in basketball, so that might have been what he was talking about. So anyway, that's Gonzo. So who you got, General? Um, I will go with Travis Kelsey because Chiefs fans loves to try to make this argument. So. Oh Fine. yes, Kelsey, the guy who fumbled away the 2018 AFC Championship game and got bailed out by a Patriots penalty with three minutes left in the game. Remember that, guys? Yeah, yeah. I can't stand him. I, I just, you know, it's not like he's done anything particularly for me to, to hate him, but he's just one of those players. I just don't like him. Well, I mean, and, you know, this is one thing, as far as I'm concerned, that you never do. After you lose the game, no matter how you lose, you don't make excuses. And if you remember after 2018, he said, well, we lost because of the coin flip, and the coin flip beat us. And – I'm sitting there watching it going, really? You fumbled. You, you took a hit from Hightower or whoever hit him, knocked yeah, the ball you, loose. You fumbled and what you took away from the game is the coin flip. Yeah, he fumbled the game away. He's down three with 318 left in the game, fumbles it in his own end. That's a guaranteed touchdown there. They didn't, yep. they, they didn't shut down Tom Brady. The last three drives touched all touchdowns for Brady at the end of that game. So – that's a guaranteed touchdown. Now you're down 10 with like two and a half minutes left. Good night. He was saved by a Patriots defensive penalty. So for him to be talking about a coin flip, you never do that. You never make an excuse, no matter how valid it is. But for him to make an excuse there was just particularly bad. All right. I am going with Antonio Gates. Total beast. Beast mode, yep. tight end edition. So I'm going to go with Gates. Who you got, Tom? Um, I'm going to go with Shannon Sharp. Oh, yeah, Hall of Famer. These are all Hall of Famers except for Kelsey so far. 
Chelsea will. All right. General? Ah. I'm going to go with Kellen Winslow. Nice. That's another Hall of Famer. Yes. I mean, cool. his son was a pretty decent tight end, too. Not quite as good. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean is the Hall of Fame. We're going to go with the prison. Hall of Fame version. All right, well, here's one we have not said yet, and i got to put this guy in here. This guy is second all-time to Gonzalez for yards. He's second all-time to Gonzalez for receptions and one of only two guys with 1,000 receptions as a tight end. You know who I'm talking about? Mike Dicker. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Jason Witten. We're going with Witten. This guy's numbers are off the charts, man. He's amazing. All right. What do you got, Tom? Circling back around. And if you guys don't have one, just say pass, and we'll pass you. I I, I mean, this one, I like um, Mike Dicka. I think Mike Dicka was a five-time pro bowler. Um yeah, I, I have to go with him. I would definitely – I love that pick because Mike Ditka is a Hall of Famer and put up some insane numbers for his time. He really did. This guy was, was nails. Good player. All right. Back to you, General. Um, I don't – I'm not going to – I can't put him against him yet, but I, I have to touch on this one because uh, I think it's the reason we ended up doing this episode is – I did have someone tell me that George Kittle is already better than Gronk all time because oh. because uh because Gronk couldn't block or break tackles. Or break tackles? Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't block <laughs> or break tackles. Apparently. Wait a second. Ser- <laughs> oh. oh they, people just don't care about embarrassing themselves. It's really unbelievable. No, I mean this is just I were we were we watching it with like they must have been talking about a different player, right? I mean, you know, the breaking tackles thing is the funniest thing for me. I mean, it's what he was famous for. Yeah, you couldn't Gronk in his prime. You pretty much couldn't tackle him. He might just run over you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we can. I mean, we're going to entertain Kittle, but I mean, any guy like this who's got. I mean, he's got a decent amount of receptions. He's got 220 receptions, and he had a great year last year, but, I mean, he fell off a little bit. Now, he missed a couple games last year. If you remember, he missed two games for San Fran. So, and, and he still had 85 catches. So, not bad, not bad, but, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his catch percentage. Last year it was 79.4, which is insanely high. He had a good yards per target, 9.8. We're not going to go through all this stuff here, but uh, not bad. Not bad, but as they say. Oh, he's on a great pace. Yeah, he's on a, he's on a great pace after two full – after two good seasons because he started seven games in 2017. That's all he started. So he had a decent year right there, and then yards per reception – 12.4, not bad, not bad, still early, but we'll, we'll put him on the list. All right, now I'm going to – trying to think who I want to go with here. Who do I want? I want to go with 
I, I got to put this guy in here. This is another Hall of Famer, and it's somebody we have not talked about, but this guy was, as far as I'm concerned, this guy was the bridge between old school tight ends and new school tight ends because the new guys put up almost wide receiver numbers. The offense increased massively right around this time, and this guy's a Hall of Famer as well, Harold Carmichael. So we're going to yeah. put him up against Gronk, too. Interesting. Okay. All right. Who you got, Tom? I have one more. Um, um, I'm going to go with uh, Ozzie Newsom. Yep. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Um, one of Bernie Kosar's um, top targets throughout his career, you know, when they played together. So, um, yeah, Ozzie Newsom. This guy's number eight all time in reception yards for a tight end. And let's see where he's at for for yards. I think he's a little bit further down there. So, yeah, he's number – he's sixth for yards. And let me see what he's doing for touchdowns here. There was one category where I feel like he wasn't as high. Yeah, it must be touchdowns. 47. He, yep, 47 touchdowns with – he is 18th place all time for tight ends. but So you might say that's not great, but you think about every man who ever played the tight end position, he's number 18 for touchdowns. It ain't that bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got any other ones for us, General? Uh, I'll pass. I not really worth even mentioning, really. <laughs> we didn't – there's one guy we didn't say, which I think I'm going to put this guy in here. Because uh, he's right on the cusp of being really great. Um, Jimmy Graham. I know Jimmy uh, Graham, he's been kind of a disappointment, right? But his numbers have fallen off. But I think we got to put Graham in there. And let's see who else. Let me see if we have You know, who, you know yeah. who I would take over Graham, though, i got to be honest with you? Mm-hmm. If we're, if we're going to do that, um, I, I'd take Greg Olson over him. Greg Olson's got better numbers across the board. I must throw Greg Olson in there. Yep. All right. All right. So here's who we got. I've got the list here now. We got Gonzo, Travis Kelsey, Antonio Gage, Shannon Sharp, Kellen Winslow Sr., Jason Witten, Ditka, George Kittle, Harold Carmichael, Ozzie Newsome, Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson. So those are the guys. So, when I, when I look at this, I don't really look at blocking. I know somebody mentioned Kittle and the blocking and Gronk and, and all these silly hot takes and so on. I know that that's part of the game, but there's no stats that I can look at. There's no blocking stats. So we're kind of at a loss. If we can't really – we can't tell who's the better blocker, and it's so subjective it's not easy to do. So I didn't I really look at that. Gronk was the best blocking tight end ever. Yeah, and I, I yeah, think that yeah. he – yeah, he – anytime they showed him on the ISO, he was amazingly good at blocking. He was almost like another offensive lineman. I, I, Gronk, I think, blocked um, as good as, or if not better than a lot of offensive tackles in the NFL. Yeah, such a weapon. You could put this guy on the line in the running game, and he could open up a hole. He could seal off a block and he could make a, you know, just 
open up a hole for the running back. He could be a decoy because anytime he's out in the open field, you can't leave him alone. Even when he was hurt, and the guy was hurt a lot, he could be out there in the open field. You got to cover him. What are you going to do? Leave him open? He'll kill you. Even half a Gronk. And you could put the pass up high. Brady knew how to throw to him now. Brady knew. Yeah. He just put it up there. And, you know, you put yeah. it up there, he goes and gets it. And he would dive for it, sacrifice his body, and just the total beast. And the numbers showed it. So I wonder now what's going to happen in Tampa if he's going to be more conservative with the way he catches it and the way he sacrifices his body. Because he took a year off. You know what happened. He took a year off and he felt better. So he decided to come back because he, his body finally healed. I'm wondering what's yeah. going to happen when he gets out there and starts getting knocked around again. I'm wondering what's going to happen uh, with Tampa in general. They they don't win tomorrow. They're in Def Cup. Def yeah, too. I mean, they, they're getting in trouble fast. And I think I, – I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk about Tampa and what we thought and and – I know everybody's all over Brady, of course, because they always are. But, I mean, how much are we going to fault them? This is his first time taking a snap with a live football with this offense after playing with the same team for 20 years. Well, so, the, the thing that stood out to me the most that, that was just things that he wouldn't have had to deal with, he had to be 100% honest with you, uh, all these little offsides, penalties, and shit that they were getting key moments. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. just, uh, that's coaching. And and that's not new either, by the way, with Tampa. You know, Arians no, is a buffoon. No. My God, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't. I got to be honest with you. I didn't know much about Arians. I mean, I know a little of him. Um, haven't really paid too much attention to Tampa. But my God, when he got out there and and they started asking him questions and he just started saying everything that was on his mind, I'm like, yeah, save that for you know behind closed doors. I mean, it's yeah. just. <laughs> Unbelievable. Aren't there some things you keep in the locker room? I know. I mean, it's just so counter to everything we know here to go out there and start shooting your mouth off after a loss, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, and I don't know how comfortable I'd be if I was Brady because this is a team with flaws, and Bruce Arians' teams are very highly penalized. So, yeah. You can't yeah, expect, he, he, you know, you can't expect Brady to just be the savior of the whole team. He can't fix everything. No. And but, you know, but guys, you know, the goat has to man. You got, you guys know that. Like, if he was the goat, wouldn't you think that he'd, he, he could, uh, he could just have them win sixteen games, no problem. Yeah, he's the goat, so he should fix everything at forty-three. Everyone's yep. like, oh, this proves that he's just. This proves that Brady sucks and he can only win with the Patriots. Yeah, it ain't like he's 43 years old or anything. Dude, Which, I love how Saints fans are like, this just proves that Brady is a washed-up, overrated system. <laughs> like, well, what if Drew Brees didn't really fucking do anything in that game either? No. Drew Brees threw for 160 yards at home. And, and by the way, Drew Brees has been in that offense since 2006. Yeah. Brady's been in his offense for about 15 minutes. So Yeah, three through the same body yards. Yeah. No, so, look, one more thing about Brady, and then we'll, we can go. I, 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 when I heard – man, I heard that rumor that if Drew Brees retired, Brady would have went to the, the Saints. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That would have been the perfect scenario for him. Wouldn't perfect, it? 
perfect one. I could not even come up with a better scenario for him to be with a, a competent coach like Peyton with those weapons. Oh, oh that would playing in dome. that dome. Yeah, yeah, he would with kill Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. Oh my god, craziness! All right, well, guys, let's look at Tony Gonzalez versus Gronk. Right now, this is a very interesting one. I already said this. Gonzo is the number one tight end of all time, reception yards, 15,000 yards. He's got the record by over 2,000 yards. That's insane. That's a lot of distance between him and second place. He's got the most receptions, 1,320. Yep. 1,325 receptions, most ever by almost 100. He was targeted 2,012 times. He started 254 games at tight end, a physically demanding position, 111 touchdowns. The guy's a total beast. So the question becomes, if we look at Gronk, Gronk has 78-61 yards. That's a little bit more than half of what Gonzo has. And he's got 500 receptions which is a little more than a third of, of the receptions that Gonzalez has. And, he's yeah. only, and he only started 100 games. This is as of last season or two seasons ago. So I didn't count this last game that Gronk started. But he started less than half as many games. He's got one-third as many receptions. He's got half as many yards. He's got tw- 32 fewer touchdowns. So, right off the top, how do you compare these two guys? Um, so, there's a saying um, that I, I've used before, and it's uh, sometimes the best abil- the sometimes the best ability is availability. Uh-huh. And and I just um, Gronk's a machine, obviously, um, but I think the injury history, you know, and and you know the games missed and all, you know, the the, the injuries happen, but. Um, it really hurt his longevity. And I think that's one thing you have to – you got to give a nod to Tony Gonzalez to. You know, he played in, um, you know, kind of like both hours in a way. And, yep. um, you know, and, and he, uh, he played a lot of football games, wasn't injured often. Um, you know, so he has that longevity in his, uh, in his column. Yeah. Go ahead. Any initial thoughts from you, General? Um, well, I've always said the only – tight end uh, that I'll accept all time over Gronk is Tony Gonzalez because of the longevity and the numbers. I I just think Gronk was, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to Tony Gonzalez, I think Gronk in his absolute prime was more explosive, more dangerous Absolutely. than Tony Gonzalez. Totally true. When yep. I think of these two guys, the way I think of it, is Hank Aaron versus Babe Ruth. Now, we can say that Hank Aaron hit more home runs. He hit, what was it, 42 more home runs than Babe Ruth, but he had 4,000 more at-bats. Is one man really better than the other? Is Aaron better than, than Ruth simply because he hit the most home runs? I don't know. And I, the more I think about it, the more I don't think that Aaron is the guy that, that I would want. Look, longevity-wise, if there was some type of a goat for longevity, 
then yeah, he would probably win that. But he never hit more than 44 home runs in a season, I think it was, Hank Aaron. He's just re- unbelievably consistent. Does that consistency mean that he's better as a tight end? And this is where my stats come in. Here's a couple of new stats I came up with. I can't believe nobody else came up with these. But touchdown percentage. You know how for a quarterback we look at touchdown percentage, touchdowns over receptions, or touchdowns over attempts, I'm sorry, right? Yeah. And, and so for tight ends, I came up with touchdown percentage where I basically divide touchdowns by receptions. I didn't do it by targets because, I don't know, I don't like using targets, but I did touchdowns by receptions. And Tony Gonzalez's touchdown percentage was 8.4%. Which, so that means that 8.4% of his catches were touchdowns. Gronk's, 15.2%. Which, by the way, is number one all-time in the history of the NFL. 15.2% of Gronk's catches were touchdowns, compared to 8.4% for Gonzalez. And if you remember... Gonzo, when they were in the red zone, everybody knew who was getting it. But he had a way of getting lost back there. I don't know how he did it. He was this big, gigantic human being. But somehow Gonzo knew how to get lost and make a catch in the end zone. Gronk has almost double of the touchdown percentage. That's number one. Number two, I look at yards per game. This is another thing that I don't think they, they calculate typically in NFL stats. Yards per game for Gronk, 68.4. That's his average. So you average out every game he's ever played in, his average is 68.4 yards. That's insane for a tight end. That's the most ever in the history of the NFL. Gonzo, not bad, 56. So he's over 12 and a half yards behind Gronk in that stat. Now, yards per target, the NFL tracks yards per target. And so it's a measure of how effectively is he catching the ball and what kind of yardage is he getting. Rob Gronkowski, 9.9 yards per target. Again, number one in the history of the NFL. Wow. And Gonzalez, 7.52. Not bad, but well behind Gronk. Gronk's number, number one all time. So that's three stats right there. Touchdown percentage, yards per game, yards per target, Gronk is the best that's ever played the game. Now, here's another stat that I I tallied because I wanted to get a sense for where both these guys were. I went through and I tabulated how many 100-yard games that each of these guys has. Tony Gonzalez, remember I said he started 254 games. He got 31 100-yard games. 31. That's Out of 254, Gronk got 28. 28 out of 100. Wow. And Gonzo got 31 out of 250. And so this is another stat that I came up with, which was the 100-yard game percentage. So what percentage of his games were 100-yard games? Gronk's 100-yard percentage, 28%. And again... Number one in the history of the league for tight ends. Best ever. So that's a fourth stat that Gronk leads the NFL. 
And, and Tony Gonzalez, his 100-yard game percentage is only 12.2, so it's less than half. Now, this is another stat I came up. I was, I was in a think tank, you guys. I was in a zone right here. I was coming up with all these stats. Percent of total pass yards. So this is what I did. I took the quarterback's total yards passing for the game, right? Then I took how many yards the tight end had, and I said, what percentage of the total went to the tight end? So how much was he dominating the game? And I, again, averaged every single game he played in. Gronk's average was 24.2%. So on average, he got almost a quarter of the total receiving yards for the Patriots when he's playing. And Gonzo, slightly higher, 24.9. So he actually beat, Rog, uh, beat Gronk there. I calculated it for the playoffs, too. Percent total pass yards in the playoffs. Gronk's at 23. Gonzo's at 19.5. And that's where we're at. So you see, when you start to dig into this, it's like Steve is saying, yes, Gonzo's got him by a mile when it comes to total stats, when it comes to being able to play this game and being healthy, Gonzo has him not even close. But if you look at, as, as Steve is saying, the explosiveness, the ability to dominate a football game over the course of many seasons, it's not even close. Gronk is killing him. So it's, this is all a subjective thing. There's no right answer. But it's interesting to ask yourself that question of what matters more, being the guy who contributes to his team, 254 games, make, you know, catching 56 yards each game. You could make the argument that having that guy out there for 250 games, he was more valuable to his team than Gronk was to his team because he only started 100 games. No right answer. To me, if we're looking for the greatest guy ever to play the position, I think you look at these stats and you see how he dominated. So just some food for thought there. Any other thoughts on our friend Gonzo before we move on? I think oh. we, that those were some good, <laughs> very, that very good numbers you came up beautiful. with. That uh, was fun. I, yeah, I, I was. Just, I can only. Yep. I can only aspire to be that good with numbers. I can tell <laughs> you is, that. Yeah, this is fun. I might, I might do a tweet thread, although nobody reads my threads. All right. So the next guy we're looking at is General's friend, Travis Kelsey. Now, oh, yeah. let's look at some numbers here. Let's go through these numbers. Travis Kelsey, he has started 96 – no, 89 games he has started. So – these numbers are all from the end of last season. 89 games, 11 games fewer than Gronk. He's got 37 touchdowns in 80, 89 games. 37 touchdowns in 89 games. Gronk has 79 touchdowns in 100 games. He doubles, more than doubles, Kelsey's touchdowns. You want to look uh, now, to touch on that 79 touchdowns. Yep. Here's a fun fact. Okay. Do you can you name the only player who caught more touchdowns than that from in the nine in the nine years that Kronk was in the NFL? Okay. 
Only one player caught more touchdowns than Gronk White? in that time frame. Was it Sweet Feet? It was Antonio Brown. Oh, oh you're talking about in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to say him, too. Oh, oh, you're talking NFL. Yeah, Sweet Feet didn't catch 80 touchdowns. Oh, my God. Antonio Brown. Yeah. The only player with more touchdowns than Gronk, receiving touchdowns than Gronk while Gronk was playing, was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And this is what I mean. When I say wide receiver type numbers, this guy has a lot more jobs to do than just a wide receiver. He's got to block. He's got to almost be an offensive lineman. He's got to do all this crazy kind of stuff. And yet he's more productive than the best and then all tight than all wide receivers except one. So just yet another stat of his dominance here. Now, if we look at touchdown percentage, you know, this is going to be a crush. Travis Kelsey, 7.3%, Gronk, 15.2. Yards per game, Kelsey's up there, 67.3 yards per game, Gronk, 68.4. So they're even, but Gronk is a much, much better scoring threat. Yep. Yards, yards per target, again, 9.04 for Kelsey, 9.9 for Gronk. So Gronk is ahead by not that much 100 yard games i like 100 yard games this is a measure of how he's taken over kelsey has 19 out of 89 games excellent gronk 28 out of 100 so his his 100 yard percentage is 28 percent kelsey's is 21.3 so a healthy lead there for gronk Percent of total pass yards, 27.7 for Kelsey, only 24.2 for Gronk. So you could say that Kelsey dominates a little more yards-wise, about 3% more so for whatever that's worth. And then in the playoffs, Kelsey's at 30% and Gronk's at 23%. So in the playoffs, Kelsey actually picks his game up a little bit, and he's got nine playoff games Kelsey does so and Gronk has 16 so not terribly bad there no so I, I, I think these guys are you know as far as putting up yards and as far as yards per reception uh, oh I didn't talk about yards per reception Kelsey's at 12.75 Gronk's at 15.09 so you can see over the course of many hundreds of catches, they both have almost the same exact number of catches, 507 for Kelsey, 521 for Gronk. So their careers are very parallel, and you can see Gronk's leading him in every category, sometimes by a little, sometimes by a lot, but he's always ahead no matter what category you want to look at. So I don't... Look, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I think a lot of these Kansas City fans are, are tools. It's just no, no offense. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they're, they have such big mouths. And especially when your quarterback throws two interceptions in back-to-back drives in the Super Bowl, he throws an interception in the Super Bowl down 10 with 12 minutes to go in that game. And, and I love Jimmy G, right? But if Jimmy G takes that ball 
up 10 with 12 minutes to play and he does what he's supposed to do with it, that game's over. What Jimmy G is supposed to do with that ball is nine plays, five and a half minutes, touchdown. I also, we also have to say that with fairness, Jimmy G, uh, Kyle Shanahan is really bad at calling plays late in the Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a proven fact. <laughs> it's kept like hit hilariously bad. Do 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 do. Okay, mm-hmm. so here we go. So, any other questions on Kelsey? Because I think if you put the fans out of it, the guy is nails. He's a good player, and he's money. He really is a good player, and I got to give him props on that. I just don't like the fans very much. And Gronk no, is better. No, I can't stand the fans. Hey. All right, good. So the next one we're looking at here is Antonio Gates. This is another guy who's a complete and total beast. The only other guy over 10,000. Oh, no, there's other, I think, uh, Witten too. But Antonio Gates, 11,000 yards receiving, 955 receptions. 116 touchdowns, total beast. And he's got Gronk by thousands of yards in the passing game. He's got him by over 4,000. He's got him by, let's see, 21, 37 more touchdowns than Gronk. And he started 190 games, opposed to 100 for Gronk. So if you're looking at raw numbers and numbers of games played, it's another situation like Tony Gonzalez, right? He's played a lot more. But look at the numbers. Touchdown percentage. Again, Gronk's number one all time, 15.2. Antonio Gates, 12.1. So he's well behind him there. Yards per game, 68.4 Gronk, number one all time. 50 for Gates. So Gates is behind uh, Gonzo there too. Uh, catch percentage, they both have 65.5. Gronk is 65.6. Gates is 65.5. Yards per target, 9.9. Gronk, 8.12 for Gates. Not bad. 28 100-yard games for Gronk, 28%. Antonio Gates, 21 and only 11%. So he played in almost twice as many games as Gronk did, and he has fewer 100-yard games. Antonio Gates only had 2,100-yard games? Only had 21. Wow. And he played, and by the way, he played, in, he played in 18 playoff games. He played in more playoff games than Gronk did. And I will wow. also say this. He had three of nine Three out of his nine, or I have 18 playoff games, but then I have nine here, so I'll have to go back and double-check the numbers. But anyway, his, he only had three playoff games with 100 yards. Wow. That's all he had. Jeez. Whereas Gronk had four out of 16. So Gronk had four 100-yard playoff games. So it's the same story as it is with, with uh, Gonzo, where, yes, he's got the longevity record. He played longer at a lower level. So we have to make a decision on whether that's worth it, whether he's Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth. So that's it for Antonio Gates. So we can move on now. We got Shannon Sharp, our favorite commentator, who, by the way, blocked me on Twitter and then restored me. 
Hey, congratulations. Did, really? did, I ever wow. tell you, did I ever tell you that? He, he blocked me and then he brought me back. He must have been in a good mood or something. I don't know why he, why he restored me, but I was, I was yelling at him about, on Twitter about something. I don't know what it was. So here we go. Shannon Sharp, this is another Hall of Fame tight end. 815 receptions, 300 more than Gronk, 10,000 yards. He's got that magic 10,000-yard number, 2,200 more than Gronk. He's got 62 touchdowns. So he's actually got fewer touchdowns than Gronk does, and Sharp started 169 games. So he started 169, but, uh, but scored fewer touchdowns, even though he played a lot more. Touchdown percentage for Gronk, 15.2, and Sharp, 7.6. So it's half. Yards per game, 68 Gronk, 49 Sharp. Yards per target, for some reason I don't have yards per target on him, but he's got 19 100-yard games. Gronk has 28. Blows him away. And he has – Shannon Sharp has zero playoff games with 100 yards. How about that? Never had a 100-yard playoff game. Played in and he hates, he hates Tom Brady. I don't know why, but – yeah, he does Always not talks, like him. I don't know why that talks is. Talks trash about him all the time. And, you know. Talks trash about guys who can play in the playoffs. I just, the one thing I do remember is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp were talking about the GOAT, the NFL GOAT. And for some unknown reason, Sharp seemed to think that Brady was the GOAT over Jerry Rice. Remember that show we had, Rice versus Brady? Yeah, that was a good one. And it was great, and they did the same thing, Skip and Shannon, and they were in agreement. It was the most boring thing ever because they were, they were basically in agreement on everything. So let's see. Here it is. I'm looking at Shannon Sharp right here. He got 18 games in the playoffs, and he's got one 100-yard game, so one out of 18. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I got I, – I don't know what I was smoking. But, I mean, he's got one out of 18 playoff games with 100 yards. So let me update my record here. One of 18 playoff games with 100 yards and Gronk four of 16. Hmm. So that's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say the other thing I liked about Shannon Sharp personally, he gave his Super Bowl rings to his brother. Sterling? Yeah, Sterling, yep. How come? How come he gave him his – I think because he um, – I think Sterling was a very influ- influential person in his life, and I don't think he – I think he just did it to kind of thank him in a way. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I remember um, hearing about that. They talked about it, and uh, um, he was close with Charlie Weiss too, so, yeah. No, no kidding. All right. Well, anyway, now this is – so I think it's very clear what's going on here. It's, it's a similar type of situation where, in this case, Sharp is a Hall of Fame tight end who played more games than Gronk did, and somehow Gronk's stats are better than this Hall of Fame player. So in some cases, it's not even Hank Aaron versus Babe Ruth. It's Hank Aaron versus Willie Mays or whoever. The next guy we're looking at, this is old Mr. Old School – Wait a minute, Kellen Winslow. I think I'm on the wrong Kellen Winslow 
I got 2000, 2004 to 2013. That's the wrong dude. Yeah, that's not him. That's just, Here, yeah, let me go to the right, some... Kellen Winslow. Here we go. All right. Now, this is going to be easy, guys. Kellen Winslow, 100 game, 94 games started, so he actually started fewer than Gronk, 6,700 yards, 7,800 for Gronk, 541 catches versus 521 for Gronk. So he's got more catches in fewer games. Wow. But if you look at the touchdowns, he's got 45 versus 79 for Gronk. And he's got 61 yards per game versus 68 for Gronk. So the yards per target, they did not calculate targeting stats in the 70s and 80s, so we don't know the yards per target. But we know that Kellen Winslow had 24 100-yard games out of 94. His percentage is 25.5. And Gronk's got 2,800 yard games and his percentage is 28. So if you want a lot of yards and not that many touchdowns, just like Travis Kelsey, another guy like that is Kellen Winslow. Uh, let's see, six playoff games. I want to see, I want to see how many touchdowns this guy has in the playoffs. Just curious. And you wonder, you, I mean, you could go into this, you could look at this stuff all day and see why he didn't catch a lot of touchdowns. Maybe they were a team that liked to run close to the goal line. You don't really know. But here you are, you have six, six games, four touchdowns for Kellen Winslow, and he's got two 100-yard games out of six. So that's not bad. No, I actually those numbers made me think of a higher Kellen I always liked the guy, but yeah, yeah, and not you know very respectable, very respectable. Now is he better than Gronk? I don't know, but he he does uh, he acquits himself very well right there. Now this next guy, this is going to be interesting. This is Jay Witten here, so we got to see how he does against Gronk. So let's pop this one up. All right. Jason Witten, 245 games started, only nine fewer than Tony Gonzalez. He's got uh, 1,215 receptions, second most all time. He's got 12,977 yards, second all time behind Gonzo. 72 touchdowns in 245 games. Gronk has 79 in 100 games. So Witten's touchdown percentage is only 5.9. Gronk's 15.2. Yards per game, 68 for Gronk, 50.9 for Jay Witten. Way behind. So you can see what's, what we're, what's happening here, right? He's getting he, – oh, and by the way, he's getting 10.68 yards per reception. Gronk, 15.9. So 50% higher per reception. He's got one-third the touchdown percentage of Gronk, and he's got two yards less per target. So he's 7.6 yards per target. Gronk's 9.9. He's got 21 100-yard games. Listen to this, guys. 21 100-yard games for Witten out of 245 starts. 8.6%. Gronk, 28 100-yard games 
out of 100. So he played in 145 fewer games, and he still has more 100-yard games. So, and percent of total pass yards, I calculated that in the playoffs. Gronk's got 23% of the total pass yards in the playoffs. Witten's got 33. So he's getting big yards in the playoffs. But big yards. So he's a possession kind of guy. Kind of like a guy you'd go to in third down. You know, you need eight or nine yards. You go to him. He's reliable. And he's a, he's a tough guy. Look, he's, he's a great player. And, uh, but, you know, he's played in eight playoff games. So Witness played in eight playoff games, zero 100-yard games. I'm, I'm making notes here as I'm talking. That's why you hear it. So zero 100-yard playoff games out of eight. And let's see how many touchdowns he's got in the playoff. One touchdown. One playoff touchdown, eight games. So that's – and this guy is – let's see. Kind of ugly when, for a Hall of Fame tight end. It's not good, right? And let's see when his last season was. Let's see when he mm. – when did, when did Witten he's finish? Oh, he's playing. He's playing. So, I mean, I mean a guy like this who puts up 12,000 yards as a <laughs> tight end, it's automatic Hall of Fame, right? But, yeah. But, I mean, if you're putting him up against Gronk, it's not even close. And so this is what we start to see. We, we see the same thing repeated over and over again. It's the same story. He's another Tony Gonzalez. Yep. And there you have it. So let's move on. We got, we got Tom's buddy here, Mike Ditka. Ditka. Yeah. We got to yeah. start doing that. Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They did bulls too. Remember that? Die bulls. I took them out with a heart attack. That makes the bacon dozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many? How many heart attacks does that make for you? That makes a yeah. baker's dozen for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, um, Farley. It, uh, I mean, yeah, Farley and uh, uh, Norm George Wentz. Yeah, George went from Cheers, and it's like Farley would get all into it. He'd be he'd be whacking himself in the chest to get the heart yep. started again. So, yeah, it's just totally hilarious. So, as far as as Ditka is concerned, this is a guy who played in the 1960s, finished in 1972. So the numbers aren't going to be that high, but if you look at it, you might be amazed. Here's a guy who started 118 games. He had 427 receptions, only 100 less than Gronk, 5,800 yards, 2,000 less than Gronk, even though he started more games, he got fewer yards. But we're talking different eras now. Listen to this, 13.6 yards per reception for Ditka. That's not bad. Gronk's 15. Well, Ditka was another guy that, like, just like Gronk, you could tackle him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this guy's really Big for early. his time. For his time, he must have been impossible to cover. Forty-three touchdowns, ten percent touchdown percentage, ten point one versus fifteen for Gronk. Uh, Thirty-six yards per game, so thirty less than Gronk per game. But again, we're talking different eras. 
uh, 14 100-yard games, 11.9% versus 28 for Gronk. 10 playoff games. I'm going to check. I'm going to double check my numbers here for Ditka in the playoffs. I'm going to see what this guy did in the playoffs. This really, when I was doing my research, I was amazed that somebody at this, you know, in this era to be putting up numbers like that. Now he never had a 100 yard playoff game. The most he ever got was 38 yards in a playoff game, but a total of 107 yards in 10 games and one touchdown. So the numbers went down significantly in the playoffs, but overall, for a guy in the 1960s to be playing like that, he really he did a, a great job as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he yeah. was a beast. Yeah, was beast. Amazing. So let's see. Now, I when I did my analysis, I actually did not put Kittle in there because his numbers were – I felt like he wasn't quite at the level where he could be compared to someone yet. We got, don't need to. We don't need to do the numbers. I only brought that in as a joke. Well, okay, because um, he's got. Let's see, receiving touchdowns. He's got twelve. Twelve in thirty-eight starts. And he's got. Let's see how many hundred-yard games he has. He's got. I got to go to the game log here. So forty-six games, right? And he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight out of 46. So that's like 15 or 16%. It's not bad. And no. he's, he's got 12 touchdowns in 46 games. So that's not that many. That's really not that good at all. So he looks like he's going to be, if he keeps playing this way, he'll be another Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep on going. Keep on going, little buckaroo. Now let's look at Harold Carmichael because this is a guy who, as I said, he was a guy who he was in. He was the transition between old school and new school. He was the first one to really put up crazy numbers. So if we look at number of receptions, we got 521 for Gronk, 590 for Carmichael. So more receptions, but he played 60 more games. A thousand more yards, but he played 60 more games. So that's almost five seasons worth of games, four and a half. And he got a thousand more yards in four and a half seasons. So you can see where this is going. Yards per reception, he's at 15.2. Gronk's at 15.1, so he's slightly higher. Um, same number of touchdowns 79 touchdowns each oh i'm talking um i was talking receptions not touchdowns before 590 receptions versus 521 for gronk and they both got 79 touchdowns so 60 percent more games same number of touchdowns but the touchdown percentage is 13.4 for carmichael 15.2 for gronk so what that tells us is that they, they did not throw to him as much. He wasn't as frequent of a target, but when he was, he was usually going for touchdown. And uh, yards per game, 68.4 for Gronk, 49.4 for Harold Carmichael. Yards per target, we don't know because they didn't track that. 100-yard 100 100 game percentage, 28 for Gronk, 12.5 for Carmichael. 
percent of total pass yards in the playoffs, listen to this, 37% for Carmichael. So in playoff games, he had 37% of his team's passing yards. Now, there might be a small sample size here. I got a feeling this guy didn't have an extensive playoff career. Seven games. Yeah, see? One 100-yard game, six touchdowns in seven games, and 29 catches. So that's not bad. He put up some good numbers in seven playoff games. So he was not as common of a target. He didn't put up as many yards. And when he did catch it, he made it count. But across the board, his numbers are not as good as Gronk on that one. So let's see. Who else do we have here? We're almost to the end. Ozzie Newsom. So we got three left here. We got Newsom, Graham, and Olsen. So let's look at Ozzie Newsom, and let's take a look at what he's doing here. This is another old school guy. And isn't he the general manager of the Baltimore Ravens now? I yeah. Believe so. Yeah, he is. And he, right. um, he, he's the, wasn't he the, uh, wasn't he involved when they snuck out of, um, the Colts there. Oh, what am I thinking of? Um, the, the, the football thing? The over, yeah, the overnight when it was overnight, didn't they? Um... Probably. I thought that was uh, Harbaugh. It might have been. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> One crybaby is as good as another. All right. Yeah. So let's see. Now, this is Ozzie Newsom, 191 games, Hall of Fame tight end, almost double the games Gronk played in. 141 more receptions in 91 more games. 7,980 yards. Gronk has 7,861. So he's got 139 more yards. 129 more. No, I lied. 119 more yards in 91 more games. 15.09 yards per catch for Gronk. 12.05 12.05 for Newsom, 79 touchdowns Gronk, 47 Newsom, 15.2 touchdown percentage for Gronk, 7.1 for Newsom, not even close, 68.4 yards a game for Gronk, 40.3 for Ozzie Newsom. Gronk has a 28.0 100-yard game percentage. Newsom has 4.7. He's got nine 100-yard games. In, in over 10, 11 years, he's got nine. So you can see these numbers, they're different era type numbers, right? And so you can say, well, he would have done this and that in a different era, but you certainly can't assume that. And he was used differently where he, it's not even close, the numbers that he's putting up. This is a Hall of Fame tight end too. 10 games, 10 playoff games, all with Cleveland, He's got one 100-yard game and one touchdown. That's it. Wow. So, and you see, it, these, you look at a guy like Newsom, who is one of the best players ever to play the position, and he's getting destroyed by Gronk. Not even close. Yeah. The Hall yeah. of Fame guy. All right, next one up is Jimmy Graham. So Jimmy Graham is a guy who, what's he on, his fourth team now? And you wonder what's going to happen. He started 111 games. 
He's got 649 receptions. He's got a lot of catches. He's, but then he's got 7,883 yards versus 7861. So he's got in 11 more games and 128 more catches, he's only got 22 more yards. Think about that. He caught 128 more balls than Gronk did, and he's only got 22 more yards. Yards per reception is 15.09 for Gronk, 12.15 for Graham, which I would thought I would I I gotta think that that seems bizarre. That almost seems like it's not right. Let me try something. He had and he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback last year, and he um you know, I thought that Rodgers was supposed to be the GOAT, so it's funny how he uh <laughs> didn't put up these hu- you know, huge numbers, you know, that Gronk was putting up with yeah. Brady. But funny how yeah, that I mean, works. It's just he's making three yards less per catch. So they're throwing shorter passes to him. He's got seventy four touchdowns. Look, it ain't bad. Gronk's touchdown percentage is fifteen point two. Graham's is eleven point four. Now it's you know, it's one third less. But still, he's over 11%. That's not bad. 68.4 yards a game, Gronk. 51.5 for Graham. 9.9 yards per target, Gronk. 7.81 Graham. He's got 18 100-yard games out of 111. Gronk has 28 out of 100. So Gronk's uh, Gronk's 100-yard percentage is 28. Graham's is only 16. And let's see if Graham has any playoff games. He might not have any. He does have eight playoff games. Let's see how many. He's got one 100-yard game and four touchdowns in eight games. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Now, last but not least is our friend Greg Olson. So let's look at this guy. Greg Olson, by the way, is a great commentator. If you've ever heard him, he did the XFL. Yeah, and I think he was. He did um, some NFL games, I think. But he's really good. I hope that he becomes a commentator when he retires. Yeah, I mean, some of these guys are some. Some of them translate well into into announcers, and some don't. And one guy who never did for me was Merlin Olson, if you remember him. And I can't think of that other guy, but. I, I'll think of his name if, if I can, but I was at a Patriots game and they announced over the PA that this was his last game as an announcer and we all cheered, but it wasn't for the reason he thought it was. <laughs> That's funny. Mason <laughs> <laughs> Witten was terrible as a commentator. Yeah. I'm glad that only lasted a season. And Moose too, Daryl Johnston. Yeah. All right, here's Greg Olson. This is a good one. 162 games started. 718 receptions. He's got 200 more receptions than Gronk. He's got 8,400 yards. He's got 1,600 more than Gronk in 62 games. Uh, Four more seasons and then some. He's got, uh, well, 11.76 yards per reception. Gronk has 15.09. He's got 59 touchdowns in 162 games. 
Gronk has 79 in 100 games. The touchdown percentage is 15.2 for Gronk, 8.2 for Olsen. 68.4 yards a game, Gronk, 44.9 for Olsen, 9.9 yards per target, Gronk, 7.25 Olsen, 28% 100-yard game percentage for Gronk, 6.8 for Olsen. Olsen has, a, has eight, and no, 11 100-yard games out of 162. Just 11. And he played, let me, let me make sure that I got this right here for the playoffs, too. I want to look at Olsen and make sure I got this 100% right. Let's see where Mr. XFL is at. XFL announcer, I should say. One, two, three out of nine playoff games with 100 yards. 33%. Not bad. Not bad at all. Three touchdowns, though. So lots of yards, not that many touchdowns. 41 catches, three touchdowns, so it's less than 10% touchdown percentage. So that's where we're at. Now let's look at Gronk's. I want to double-check Gronk's playoff numbers as well. We're going to find that he's got four, I believe he's got four 100-yard playoff games out of 16. Let's make sure I got that right. Yep, four out of 16, and he's got 12 touchdowns out of 81 receptions. So if we whip out the calculator, 12 divided by 81, 14.8 touchdown percentage in the playoffs. Beast. So that's where we're at. So now that you guys have heard all the numbers, we heard Gonzo, we heard Kelsey, we heard Gates, Sharp, Winslow. Based on all the stats you've heard, everything we've seen, who's the GOAT? And we're going to start with Tom. And, and so say who you think is the GOAT and why. Oh, it's Gronk. I mean, I think your, your numbers hit him, your, your advanced numbers hit, it on the head, hit the nail on the head. And Steve's right too, by the way, you know, um, there's a, Tony Gonzalez is the only tight end that can even be in this conversation with Gronk as far as I'm concerned. So, um, so yeah, it's Gronk. All right, General, who you got? I mean, this didn't change my opinion uh, at all because I always thought it was Gronk. I think Gronk's basically uh, like the shack of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these numbers actually just helped my reasoning on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was when I was looking at the numbers, <clears throat> Antonio Gates really was uh, very impressive to me. Gonzo was impressive to me. But when you start looking at per-game stats and, and touchdown percentage, you, if you think about Gronk, throwing, I mean, getting all these touchdowns. This is a guy who every single person on the entire field, everybody in the stadium knows who's getting it. And somehow he still manages to score all these touchdowns. That's the amazing thing to me. 79 touchdowns when everybody in the stadium knows. When you're in the red zone, everybody's focused on him. Everybody's trying to cover him. And he still scored touchdowns on 15.2% of his catches and 14.8% in the playoffs. All of those 100-yard games, 
all of those categories that he he leads the NFL in, leads Hall of Famers in. 15.2 touchdown percentage, 68.4 yards a game, 9.9 yards a target. 28% of his games were 100-yard games. These are all categories where he leads all tight ends in the history of the NFL. So, you know, my my point here is this. I get it. He didn't play as long as Gonzo or Gates or Jason Witten. Those guys played a hell of a lot longer. But there's no one who put who dominated the position like Gronk. It's not even close. No one has dominated like Gronk. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Tom? I was going to say maybe um, what, I, what, what I think would be something uh, fun is um, maybe the three of us can share what our favorite uh, Gronk play was or Gronk catch, um, you know, throughout <laughs> his career. Mine, Go ahead. it's, Go ahead. Hard, it's hard because he's had so many great plays, but yeah. I think if I had to pick my personal favorite, it had to be the fourth and 20 conversion against the, the Broncos um, down two in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I go ahead, general, what's your favorite Gronk catch? And then I'll give you mine. Um, well, the favorite catch asked me that uh, spinning one handed fucking how the hell did he possibly <laughs> contort his massive body in that way, yeah. but uh, my favorite Gronk game, yeah, 2017 uh, playoff game against the Steelers, or yep. 2016 it might have been. Mm-hmm. Might have even been the AFC Championship. Second half, couldn't be covered. You could put everyone on the field on him. It didn't matter. Gronk was open. Gronk took over the game. Yeah. My favorite Gronk catch is easy. It was with 35 seconds left in the first half, of Super Bowl 49, <clears throat> I was there. I was sitting in with the Patriot season ticket holders, and they were driving away from us. So they were going to the far end zone. And you remember this catch? It was a 23-yard touchdown. Brady threw it up yeah. high, and Gronk just went up and got it. Typical, oh, I remember. Typical Gronk touchdown Everybody in the entire stadium knows where it's going, and they scored anyway. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. You score with 33 seconds left in the half, and Patriots are up 14-7, I think it was at that point. You figure, we got all the momentum, everything's looking up, and then the Patriots give up a five-play, 80-yard drive in 26 seconds. That, you know, and that drive, everybody talks about Malcolm Butler and all that. If the Patriots lost that game, it was going to be because of that drive. How do you let – I'm getting off topic. Speaking of Seattle, we're playing Seattle tomorrow. How do you let somebody drive 80 yards, five plays in 26 seconds? I looked this yeah. up. It's the fastest five-play 80-yard drive in playoff history. It has to be. And here's the, here's the kicker. Two of those plays were running plays. Was Matt Patricia our defensive coordinator? I can't remember. Yes, he During... was. Okay, and so there's you... your answer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you look, there's a, a video on YouTube of Patricia talking about that game. And he, he's fond of the four-letter words. My man likes his curse words. He definitely does. But it was kind of interesting. But um, hell of a game. 
and uh, we should do a pod just on that someday. But that's that's what's up. So guys, I think that we are not homers here. Maybe we're homers. We love this team, but we're not talking about our love for the team. <clears throat> Everything we said today was based on numbers. We gave every Hall of Fame tight end a crack at Gronk. Nobody could come close. The man has revolutionized the position. Nobody dominated the way he did over those 100 games. So I think it's very clear when it's Gronk versus the world, Gronk wins. That's right. And I, and one of my, and, and I'll just one more thing. <laughs> one of my favorite celebrations he ever did. Uh-huh. Do you remember what, do you remember when we played the Rams in, yep. uh, in England and he caught the, he caught the touchdown. Yeah. He started, mo- he started marching around. Like one of those <laughs> I'm going to watch that actually on YouTube again. I got to see it again. And there was one, I think it was against Pittsburgh. And I think it was in the playoffs. Oh, when he was laughing? Laughing, yeah. Yeah, Laughing. (laughs) And then remember against the Bills, he was giving me some lip. So I I took him and threw him out of the club. Oh, yeah. No, that that was Sergio. um, What was his name? Sergio. I forget his last name. But he, no, that was the Colts. And yeah. he um he just he just launched him right into the uh right into the um bench. Yeah. <laughs> he said I had to throw him out the club. <clears throat> throw him out of the club. But uh yeah, I mean such a dominant player. I never saw anybody dominate that way and um we were fortunate to have him around here, so very, very happy to see. So well, it remains to be seen what he does from here on out, but nothing he does from here on out will ever change what we've seen here over the over the past uh, 10 years or so with Gronk so I agree I and I, very 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 clear I hope that the three of us I, I enjoy doing these podcasts a lot so I hope the the three of us can uh, get together soon and do another one and I could tell I could um, I could tell you one that I would love to do if you guys are interested yep um, I would love to do a Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers I, I I've had a couple people ask about it and I just get so sick and tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. I would just love to put that one to bed. Smack him around a little bit. Well, listen, guys, as always, I appreciate you. And uh, we did have some evil technical problems, but we won in the end. So I appreciate it very much. And stay tuned for more. We will be back. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Have a Ciao, great guys. night. Bye-bye. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Go Celtics. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.